There's more mischief, mayhem, and nefarious goings-on in the city of brotherly love than Billy Penn could have ever imagined. We've got it all here on the Twisted Billy Podcast. True crime, haunted history, the coolest and creepiest places to visit. Welcome, Welcome to, to Twisted, Twisted Billy. Billy. Hey, Twisters, what up? For those of you in the U.S., are you done eating those turkeys? You got the top button of your pants undone? You're about to slip into a tryptophan coma? Well, wake the hell up, because this is a special edition of Twisted Philly Holiday Happenings. It's the most wonderful time of the the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer it's the most wonderful time of the year happy thanksgiving to those who celebrate thanksgiving and happy november 24th to the rest of the world for me today is a special anniversary it is the 3 month anniversary since launching twisted philly Holy shit, 90 days. In the past 90 days, we've hit 30,000 downloads, close to 800 followers on Twitter, and so many positive reviews on iTunes that, like, I don't even know what to do with myself. In the last three months, I have made an incredible group of new friends. Powerful, smart, funny, and empowered women from the podcasting community. Nina, Allie and Charlie, Brooke V, Esther, Erica and Marissa, Melissa and Brooke G, Jillian and Maria, our number one twister from Lancaster. And we don't just talk about podcasting. I mean, we do talk about podcasting, but we talk about life and family and kids and jobs. And to find a network of women and a network of new friends who share your passions and joys when you're in your 40s is pretty amazing. And the social media interaction has been crazy. Um, I have to admit, I was not a Twitter user before I launched this podcast. And now I'm like, how did I ever survive without it? There are so many cool people talking with me almost every day, realizing that we share more interests besides true crime and spooky shit. Like we like Star Wars and horror movies and ghost hunting and cat videos. I am so incredibly thankful for all of you, for the people that tune in and listen to Twisted Philly. I appreciate your support more than I could ever put into words. I'm still humbled every time someone leaves me a review or shares positive responses on Twitter and Facebook. So thank you, Twisters. Thank you so very much for joining me on this Twisted journey. Speaking of listeners, I want to send a few what-ups to some recent iTunes reviewers, Seafault007, who titled his or her review with the words, Grab a hoagie and listen up. Dude, you fucking rock. And as the 30th review, you also get a t-shirt. So send me a message on Facebook or Twitter so I can figure out how to get you a shirt. And Anitra, if you're listening... Your shirt finally came in. Not sure what's going on with Threadless right now, but yours will be out in the mail this week. Thanks, too, to Ken Znadam, who called the show Real and Raw. That is such a compliment, so thank you all so very much. And what up, listeners around the world? There are 
so many new countries where I have one listener and I wish I knew who each of those people were because they are like twisted Philly pioneers. Croatia, Portugal, Hong Kong, even Ghana. There are new listeners just within the last few weeks in those spots. Thank you guys. And I see that Mexico and Denmark and Chile went from one listener to two. So it's like, hey, they told a friend, which is so cool. The UK has hit almost a thousand listeners and Canada is fast on their tails. Like this is just insane in a really good way. I wonder about each and every one of you, like how did you find me? I love that you did and I just can't get over the fact that people around the world are listening to Twisted Philly and it's only been 90 days. I also have some news to share. So I'm super excited to share with you our first Twisted Philly sponsor, the Sofa Kings. Yeah, you heard me right, the Sofa Kings. They are a Philly band who combine fine musicianship extraordinary vocals, an exceptional horn section, and like incredibly fun stage show sets for a totally amazing musical experience. If you listen to WMGK, these guys won the WMGK Battle of the Bands, and they were the station's house band in 2013. They opened for Heart, for God's sake. Like, you've got to be good to open for a band like Heart. They cover all genres of music, including dance party, classic rock, Motown, alternative, and top hits from the 60s through today. I don't know any other band that does Megan Trainer, Michael Jackson, The Beatles, and The Clash, and then Maroon 5, Bob Marley, and Bruno Mars. Like, these guys do everything. And the Sofa Kings always play the Bethlehem Music Festival, which is kind of a big deal out here. And the Sofa King Nation is growing with events all over Philadelphia and the surrounding areas like Jersey, the East Coast, even up in New England. The Sofa Kings play private events too, like weddings and fundraisers. They do corporate events. And just for Twisted Philly listeners, when you book a gig and mention that you heard the Sofa King sponsorship on Twisted Philly podcast, they'll give you $50 off your event fee. You can learn more about the Sofa Kings on Facebook or on their website, which is sofakingsgroup.com. This band totally kicks ass. So show them some love, Twisters, and follow them on Facebook. If you do, be sure to let them know that Twisted Philly sent you. So as I mentioned, where I live here in the U.S., it's Thanksgiving today, and this is a special holiday-themed episode. What I love about Thanksgiving is that it means the winter holidays are just around the corner. I celebrate Christmas, and I also used to celebrate Hanukkah a little bit. I'm so grateful to my childhood friend Lisa and her parents, Sharon and Jack, for teaching me about Judaism and the Jewish holidays. They invited me into their home so many times to celebrate and experience all of their holidays. I'm about a month behind for Diwali, but happy belated Diwali to our twisters who celebrate that holiday. I love Christmas. I love it almost as much as I love Halloween, if that's even remotely possible. But I love the lights and the music and the food. Yeah, probably the food a little too much. But what I love most about Christmas are the memories that I have with family members, especially my father and my grandfather. We spent so many nights driving around our community and neighboring towns to look at holiday lights. And that's something I still do with my daughter every year. We used to go to Wanamaker's for the holiday show with all the antique animatronic figures. And now it's Macy's. And it's still beautiful, but I'm bitter that it's not John Wanamaker's anymore. Like, seriously, no joke. Growing up in Philly, Wanamaker's was huge, and I know it's stupid, but I am honestly bitter that Wanamaker's is gone and has been replaced with Macy's. 
So in the spirit of the holidays, I want to share with you some amazing fun-filled activities that I love, things to do in and around the city of Philadelphia to get your ho-ho-ho on. All of these are family-friendly because, let's face it, a Christmas zombie escape the room or zombie carolers wouldn't really go over very well. They would go over awesome with me, but that's not typically what folks are looking for around the holidays. Philly is an amazing and beautiful town during the holidays. The juxtaposition of bright twinkling lights and lit up trees against a backdrop of this historic city just does it for me. It is my jam. So since I already mentioned Macy's, why don't we start there? Macy's Christmas light show is fantastic. Whether it's no longer Wanamaker's or not, I can't take that away from them. It's brilliant. And thank God they kept the Wanamaker organ, which is this enormous old pipe organ that plays at the end of the noon light show. What is so amazing about Macy's and about this building is that it has this enormous open space in the middle of the store. You can look up and see every floor with arches that look into each of the floors and the light display is massive with hundreds of thousands of lights creating incredible holiday images. The Macy's Light Show is every day between Thanksgiving and New Year's and it runs every two hours starting at 10 a.m. and then the last show is at 8. But you can check their website to confirm show times. And when I talk about the blending of history and holidays, this building is on the National Historic Registry. Like a retail store is on the National Historic Registry for God's sake. It is one of the most significant architectural retail spaces in the country. And then in addition to that incredible organ, Macy's also kept the Wanamaker Eagle, which is a 2,500 pound bronze eagle that sits in the middle of the store. And it's majestic. It just is amazing. And for me, it's full of so many memories of visits when I was little. Visiting Macy's for the holiday light show is a tradition I carried on with my daughter and with my godchildren. And the other fantastic event at Macy's over the holidays is this Dickens Village. So the third floor of the department store is transformed into a 6,000 square foot Charles Dickens Village. Shit, my house is only 1,500 square feet. So 6,000 square feet of a Christmas carol brought to life with these animated figures. You got to take time to go up to the third floor and check it out if you go to Macy's for the light show. I know some people who think the figures are a little creepy, but I love them, probably because my grandfather used to hunt for figures like that, these antique animatronic figures to set up outside my grandparents' house for Christmas. I have one, and it's a beautiful old Santa. It's about three feet high, and when you plug it in, it slowly twists and rocks back and forth, and it's been in our family forever. I can't actually put it up anymore because... It terrifies my dogs and they try to attack it. And it's so old that I would be brokenhearted if anything happened to it. Speaking of light displays, you have got to head over to South Philly for the miracle on South 13th Street. This is one of the best demonstrations of brotherly love and communities coming together I have ever seen. So the 1600 block of South 13th Street is decorated from head to toe or in this case, roof to stoop to sidewalk. Every house, banister, window, and tree is covered with lights and decorations, and all of the neighbors do it together. It's unbelievable. The light show on 13th starts this year on the 26th, I think. Um, but you can find them on Facebook. You just have to search for The Miracle on South 13th Street. That's what I love about Philly neighborhoods. Everyone on the entire block decorates their house together, and it's 
freaking incredible. Another great spot for beautiful lights is Franklin Square with their Holiday Lights Festival. And in a tribute to Ben Franklin, Franklin Square has this spectacular light display with over 50,000 lights that sparkle and dance to the backdrop of the Philly Pops. It's just perfection. The light displays at Franklin Square run every 30 minutes between 4.30 and 8 at night. They run a little bit later on Fridays and Saturdays. And there's also a carousel, and it's situated perfectly because Franklin Square is so near many of the historical sites in Philadelphia. And if you're lucky when you're there, you might just catch a glimpse of Ben Franklin and maybe even grab a selfie with him. Twisted Philly has two ice skating rinks open during the holidays. Now, I visited one of them, but I don't actually skate. I went ice skating once in my life with my ex-husband when we were just dating. I think I was maybe 24. I don't know. But I'd never been ice skating before, although as an 80s kid, I had roller skated plenty. So my ex convinced me, like, oh, it's the same thing. You'll be fine. Ice skating is the same thing as roller skating. Yeah, that was bullshit. I spent most of my time on the ice either on my ass or holding onto the side of the rink. But I do love watching other people enjoy themselves skating. So if you want to ice skate, or if you're like me and just want to sip a hot beverage and watch other people skate, you can go to the Blue Cross River Rink and Winter Festival at Penn's Landing, and it's fabulous. It's like a cold weather version of the Spruce Street Park that the city sets up in the summer. There's an enormous Christmas tree and a chalet where you can warm up, and everything overlooks the Delaware River offset by beautiful holiday lights. The rink there at Penn's Landing is open until early March. The other rink is the Rothman Ice Rink at Dilworth Park, and Dilworth Park is right at City Hall, right in the very center of Philadelphia. As much as I love the space at Penn's Landing, I'm really looking forward to visiting the rink at Dilworth Park this year because City Hall is one of my absolutely most favorite buildings in Philly. Of course it is. It's in the logo of my podcast, for God's sake. Dilworth Park at City Hall is also home this year to the Christmas Village. Now, Usually, the Christmas Village is set up at Love Park, which is maybe a block from City Hall, but Love Park is under construction. So the Love Sculpture, which is why we call it Love Park, was moved to Dilworth Park at City Hall, and the Christmas Village is moving there too. Imagine a little medieval European village with tiny little wooden booths and amazing artisans. That's what Philly's Christmas Village is like. So much of what's sold is handmade. There's jewelry and scarves, there's woodworking artists, holiday ornaments, music boxes, there's vendors who work in wood or glass or metal. It is so absolutely charming and you feel like it's a little village hidden in a valley somewhere in the Alps, but you're really in the middle of Center City and you just forget where you are. I am so excited to see it at City Hall this year. What I love about the Christmas Village, besides the atmosphere and everything I've already said, is that shopping there is supporting independent businesses, and to me that is so important. Yeah, I get it. If you want a big screen TV, especially this time of year, you go to a big box store. But if you want to find something special, something totally unique that somebody made with their hands and their heart and creativity, you shop small and go to the Christmas Village. It opens this weekend and it stays open until Christmas Eve. And the other treat this year is there will be a special Made in Philadelphia market, which I'm so psyched about. And there's a carousel there and street performers. I just freaking love this place. 
Okay, so that's some of my favorite downtown holiday happenings. But there are also fantastic spots to visit and explore outside of the city. There's a place called Peddler's Village, and it's in a town in Bucks County called Lahaska. And it's not too far outside the city of Philadelphia. It's just a little north of the city. They have over 60 little shops and terrific restaurants, and it's transformed into like a magical Christmas settlement. Next weekend, December 3rd and 4th, is the Christmas festival at Peddler's Village. They have a parade with Santa and special food and entertainment. If you live in Bucks County or don't mind driving a little bit outside of the city, Peddler's Village is worth the trip. Now, if you head southwest of the city, you could visit a place called Longwood Gardens. This is another place I remember visiting so much with my grandparents, although the Christmas display there has become even more impressive over the years. As the name might give away, Longwood Gardens is this huge and magnificent indoor-outdoor garden, for lack of a better word, and sorry to repeat myself, and they've got 50 Christmas trees and illuminated fountains. And because it's indoor and outdoor, you want to make sure that you dress for the weather. But the thing about Longwood Gardens holiday display is that it can be an absolute madhouse. If any of you have gone, I know you know what I'm talking about. Of course, people would want to go there at night, right? If you're going to be looking at 50 Christmas trees and light up fountains and just magical gardens with lights, the best time to see Christmas lights is at night. But there can be a line of cars on the main road trying to get in, and it's timed admission. So you've got to go online, buy your tickets in advance, get there well before your entrance time. Now, closer to the city is a town called Chestnut Hill, and we talked about Chestnut Hill in the Haunted Hill episode about the Ballery Mansion. But another phenomenal place in Chestnut Hill is the Woodmere Art Museum. They have a circle of trees and holiday lights that are just breathtaking, and they have fabulous historical events and exhibits throughout November and December. They have an exhibit going on right now called Twas the Night Before Christmas, and it combines that classic holiday favorite poem with Victorian toys and historic artifacts and a dollhouse replica of a Germantown Chestnut Hill row home. And that exhibit's on display through January 8th. And then on December 10th, I'm definitely going to try to get out there for their Victorian card making class. I think that would be amazing. Although I don't know if I would make Victorian cards for every person I have to send cards to, maybe just for the extra special twisters. Something else I love to do this time of year, and it's a little off the beaten path, is head to a place called Adamstown, which is the antique capital of the world. And it's right off the Pennsylvania Turnpike. Adamstown has hundreds of antique dealers, and I grew up spending so much time there and in Lancaster antiquing with my parents and my love of antiques has been channeled into antique Christmas ornaments. I have some that were my grandfather's and some that were passed down to me after my father passed away. But every year I head to Adamstown on a hunt for ornaments from the last 100 years. My favorite one is this teeny tiny little pink teapot that's actually from the late 1800s. And not far from Adamstown is the Mount Hope Winery that we talked about in our Halloween Happenings episode. So for the winter holidays, Mount Hope used to host an event called a Dickens Christmas, but now it's called Holidays at Mount Hope. And it's super fun. It's a unique, immersive theatrical experience. So what happens is when you arrive, you walk into a Christmas party already in progress and you get to meet and greet all sorts of interesting holiday characters. And then you're escorted into one of two beautiful little theater rooms for two holiday shows. When the first show ends, everybody takes a break. You have time to grab some cocktails 
because after all, you're at the grounds of a winery, and then you swap rooms so you can see the second show. You have to get tickets in advance, and you can find all the details about dates and times online at parenfair.com backslash holidays. Since we've now ventured outside the city of Philly, there is a magical place that I only discovered a few years ago, and it's less than an hour from where I live. So Pennsylvania has our very own Christmas town, and it is one of the top Christmas towns in the entire country. A former co-worker of mine mentioned it to me one day when my daughter was about 10. So we were having a holiday luncheon at the office, and it was the kind of event where you could bring your kids. So of course I brought mine. And this woman, Peggy, had said to me, oh, are you and your daughter going to go to Christmastown? And I said, what are you talking about? What is Christmastown? And when she showed me pictures, like, I couldn't believe this was in Pennsylvania, and I couldn't believe it was less than an hour from me. Christmastown is a place called Cozare's Christmas Village, and it's in Burnville, Pennsylvania. That's out past a town called Pottstown. It's closer than Lebanon and Ephrata and Lancaster, but it's on the way to that part of the state. So it's maybe an hour to an hour and a half west of Philadelphia. If you can get there, you have to go, especially if you have kids. No joke. Driving out to Cozares, you don't expect it. You're driving through this rural part of the state, some highway, but lots of back roads. And especially if you're driving at night, it's dark and you you just kind of see mountains in the distance. And then all of a sudden, it looks like you have landed in the North Pole. Like I'm getting so excited because I remember the first time I took my daughter And we practically screamed when we saw this place in the distance. Even if there's no snow, it's still magic. They have trains and a candy land and there's elves and reindeer and more Christmas lights than I think I've ever seen in my entire life. So you have to go online and look at the pictures. And if you're not in Pennsylvania and you can't get there, at least check out the pictures because it is unbelievable. And if you are anywhere within the vicinity of Harrisburg or Philly, you may already know about this place. But if you're like I was and had no idea that one of the top 10 Christmas towns in America is right here in Pennsylvania, get your family, get in your damn car, and drive out to Cozares. All right, so I want to talk a little bit about theater, because I know some of you, like me, are theater nerds. You spent time in theater on stage or behind the scenes. And my love for theater only continues to grow as I share it with my daughter. So Philly has some of the best theaters outside of Broadway. But there is this fantastic little theater in suburban Philadelphia that some folks may not know about, and that's the Media Theater. The Media Theater will be 90 years old next year, and originally, back in the 30s, it was a vaudeville theater. Like, hello, burlesque, right here in Delaware County. Today, it's a nonprofit professional theater, and it's operated by a group called the Society of the Performing Arts of Media. So when I tell you that their shows rival productions in Philly, I am not kidding. I saw a production of Les Miserables there uh, about two years ago that was as good as versions that I've seen both in Philly and on Broadway. So this year, their holiday show is A Christmas Story, the musical. Now, I am one of those people who will put TBS on on Christmas Day, so that movie plays over and over in a loop. And if you didn't know, A Christmas Story was turned into a musical, and the musical is so good, it was nominated for a Tony Award for Best Musical.
media has subscription options and they're such a great idea, especially as gifts, because the cost is so reasonable and you get the best seats. Plus, they have a fantastic children's theater program. Go check out their website. Get yourself some tickets to A Christmas Story this season. You know, Philly has a long tradition of theater and holiday productions. For almost 50 years, the Academy of Music hosts the Philadelphia Ballet in the Nutcracker. The first time I went, I was 17. I was still in high school with a friend. Of course, it was a friend from theater. And I took my daughter when she was little, but we haven't been in ages. And certainly the times that I did go, they were brilliant productions. And it's such a special Philly tradition. Many of the holiday happenings I shared with everybody today are geared towards Christmas, or at least they seem like they're geared towards Christmas. But you don't have to celebrate Christmas to enjoy light spectacles or outdoor markets and ice rinks. You don't have to celebrate Christmas to put up a tree. That's why, to me, Christmas isn't really a religious celebration. You know, my daughter and I celebrate religious traditions, but they are completely different than what Christmas has become. And for me, I think Christmas has become more of a winter celebration. And really, that's where a lot of these traditions originated, as winter traditions. Using evergreens or fir trees to celebrate winter festivals was a pagan tradition, folks. Pagan. And thousands of years ago, the Romans used fir trees and branches to decorate temples for the festival of Saturnalia. Long before decorated trees somehow became synonymous with Christian religious holidays, the Vikings revered evergreens because they were the plants of their sun god, Balder. Now, I am not begrudging anyone a tree at Christmas or at any other time of the year. I'm not judging anybody's reasons why you do or don't put up a tree, but you don't have to be a Christian to celebrate Christmas, and you don't have to celebrate Christmas to enjoy looking at holiday trees or holiday lights. We don't own the winter. It's shared with everyone of every faith and agnostics and atheists. So put up whatever damn tree you want, a Hanukkah tree, a Kwanzaa tree, a tree covered in cat decorations, shit, even a tree in skulls. Just make sure you put a shitload of lights on that sucker, because that's what I do. When we put up a tree, I wrap the trunk with a few strands before I put any lights on the branches, because you need depth, folks. It's all about depth. Now, I wanted to include some fun holiday events that aren't tied to Christmas. I didn't personally know about too many, so I went out onto the good old internet. And can someone tell me what the whole interweb thing is about? When did people start saying interweb? Is that a thing? Like, I, I see it and I don't get it. Okay, anyway, there are a few other events that sound really fun. So... Philly hosts something called a Latka Palooza. That's right, folks, more potato pancakes than you could shake a finger at. They're gourmet versions of Hanukkah treats that are prepared by chefs from 10 of Philly's top restaurants, including Sabrina's, Estia, and so many more. Latka Palooza is at the Gershman Y on Broad Street on December 18th. And last year, the Ardmore Music Hall hosted a ton of really fun Hanukkah events. They did a glow-in-the-dark Hanukkah wonderland. They had a teen Hanukkah limo ride and party. They had a menorah parade. Try as I might, I couldn't find anything about these events for this year. But it looked like they'd been happening for the last few years. But all the information I found was about 2015. So if you go to the ShabbatMainline.org website and then click on Hanukkah, you should be able to find more information, hopefully soon, because I couldn't get any dates on these things. But I hope they do it again, because it sounds like a lot of fun. Okay, totally unrelated to winter holidays is another amazing event, and that is 
the Jurassic World exhibit at the Franklin Institute. And that opens tomorrow on Saturday the 26th, and it runs till April. And oh my God, it looks amazing. This is a must-see event for me, but I think I will probably wait until January because every weekend is going to be filled with all the events and attractions I mentioned earlier. So today is Turkey Day in America, the day that many Americans celebrate Thanksgiving. What you may not know about Thanksgiving twisters is that the person behind recognizing the fourth Thursday in November as a national day of thanks was a woman. Her name was Sarah Hale, and she was born in 1788 in New Hampshire. Now, by the time Sarah was 18, she was a school teacher. No small feat for a young woman in the early 19th century. She married at age 24, and within 10 years, she was widowed and had five children. So to support herself and her children, she turned to literature. That was a natural transition as a school teacher. And it wasn't an uncommon profession for women at that time. And today, literature is not an uncommon profession for creative single mothers either. Her first book of poetry contained a very famous little rhyme, Mary Had a Little Lamb. By 1837, Sarah became a magazine editor, and she used the magazine as her platform for issues that would better support women's equality and for betterment of families. One of Sarah's very first editorials was about recognizing the fourth Thursday in November as a national day of Thanksgiving. Sarah's argument for this stressed the importance of a day that could unify a divided nation. By 1847, she wrote that the governor of New Hampshire had appointed that day as a day of Thanksgiving in his state. And her hope was that all 29 states, because at that time, that's all we had, but she wanted to see all 29 states adopt the same tradition so that the nation could rejoice as one. Sarah's editorial said it would be better to have the day so fixed by the expression of public sentiment that no discord could be possible. From Maine to Mexico, from Plymouth Rock to Sunset Sea, the hymn of thanksgiving should be simultaneously raised as the pledge of brotherhood in the enjoyment of God's blessings during the year. By 1860, 32 states and territories had jumped on the Thanksgiving bandwagon and celebrated a national day of thanks in what Sarah called a sanctifying promoter of national spirit. A few years later, in September of 1963, Sarah wrote to President Lincoln, and her letter is preserved in his papers at the Library of Congress. Since the president had the power of appointments, Sarah urged him to proclaim a day of national thanksgiving for all citizens, and he did. On October 3rd, 1863, President Lincoln issued a proclamation declaring that the last Thursday in November would be a national day of Thanksgiving. Knowing that, to me, Thanksgiving has very little to do with a big sit-down dinner between Native Americans, the first Americans, and colonists who eventually took the country away from Native Americans. That doesn't mean that there wasn't a big sit-down dinner. There was but what we were taught in elementary school was a little bit of bullshit. I would have rather learned about Sarah Hale, a single mother who became a newspaper editor in the 1800s and used her voice to drive positive change for women and families. And yeah, she got Thanksgiving pass too, whatever. So Sarah Hale died at 1879 at the age of 91. And guess where she is buried? She is buried right here in Twisted Philly at Laurel Hill Cemetery. I was not able to find out how she got from New Hampshire to Philly, but after this episode drops, I'll retweet a beautiful photo from Laurel Hill of Sarah's tombstone, 
and I'll see if I can talk to them and figure out how she wound up getting buried in Philadelphia. And there I go again, Twisters, sneaking in history any chance I get. Well, I'm going to go see if I can scare up some pumpkin pie. I hope you and yours are having a wonderful day, no matter where you are, no matter what holidays you do or do not celebrate. And if you do check out any of the Philly holiday spots or events I shared today, let me know what you think of them. And don't forget to check out the Sofa Kings band and tell them Twisted Philly sent you. That's it from me. Happy holidays and ciao for now, Twisters.